What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? If you're tuning into my voice, you know what that means. It's time for the Homos Talk Show right here on what? Verse TV, week 124. Yeah. I'm your boy at Troy Music on track W-E-K-E-S. At Troy Weeks Music on everything. Check me out. But it's not just about me. We got some other people in the building. Chrissy, talk to the people. I'm going to say, say hey to the people. Hey, everybody. It's Chrissy from The Land. I'm your uh, local handy woman serving Cleveland and, and surrounding areas. Ooh, get to the money, girl. Love it. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Second, um, also, also, sorry, in, in the building, we have Mumu, Mumu, Mumu in the room. Talk to the people, Mumu, say hey. Hey, what's up? This is Verse Tease. You know, we about to get <laughs> You already know. And of course, last but not least, we have a special guest in the building today. Special guest, Mr. Marvin White. Say hey to the people, Marvin. Talk to him. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Marvin, also known as Chef Starving Marvin, singer, songwriter. How y'all doing? You're just like that, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome, cool. So we're going to get right to it, right for homo's tea. We're going to kick things over to Aaron, and Aaron's going to take it away. Take it away, Aaron. Verse TV, week 124. It's mutual, and it's coming from Psychology Today. Now, this article mentioned that when someone is attracted to someone else, they can inherently display nervous behavior. They explain that when only one person is nervous, it might indicate a mismatch in mate value, which is important because people generally desire mates with equivalent social desirability. Now, this brought Aaron Mack back to his general social psychology class lesson on the fact that people are subconsciously hardwired to mostly attract themselves to people they feel are on their level. This is why people who are exceptionally attractive may be single until someone you don't feel is on their level took their shot. For example, people's perception of Jay-Z and Beyonce. Now, Aaron Mack th thinks that Jay-Z has been fine since the Hard Knock Life Volume 2, but that's another story. Now, yeah. have you ever dated outside of your, quote, level, end quote? Now, physical attraction level or social level or financial level, and how did it go? All right. So the order of this will be myself. After me will be you, Mumu. And after Mumu will be Marvin. After Marvin will be the lady of the house, Miss Chrissy. Okay? So my answer to this is this. I, yes, I have dated outside of my level, whether it be physical, social, or financial, because I'm not one of those people who are superficial to only date people based on status, uh, life status, because, I mean, money can be passed down through their family. Just because you find, I mean, you got smarts. You can be dumb as a box of rocks. Um, so for me, it's more about the connection. Being pansexual is about the connection in general. So I'll, I'll date someone on any level. It doesn't matter what level you're on. It, all, it ultimately matters how you treat me and how you make me feel and how compatible you are with me. Um, if I feel like you're compatible, we can grow to be on the same level. But I, I want to be with someone who really truly understands me and can truly unconditionally give me unconditional love the way I feel like I deserve because I know my worth. And so um, 
it's went good for me. I haven't had any issues besides like, hey, realizing that that, that person's not for me. Um, but for, it works good for me. I don't have any issues with it. Um, but maybe some of our other counterparts, maybe, maybe we could talk about that today. Um, but for me, it's been going really well. Um, the way that I've, I've dated outside of my levels and I'm cool with it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm mature enough and wise enough to handle it. So, yeah. So, Mumu, talk to us. Have you ever dated outside your level, physical attraction, social, financial? Talk to the people. Um, of course, um, I just find people just emotionally like just broken, right? Everybody want to be toxic. I, th I think that's the thing. Um, my first one was like superficial, you know, material mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, I dated somebody that had less than me. I think um, those people could kind of be more of the worst, right? <laughs> I don't know. For, I, I think it's from experience. Um, the people that they could be more of the worst instead of um, somebody that got so much more because they know, I guess, um, some people know what it feels like to not have nothing, right? Um, mm -hmm. Like, I'm the type of person, like, I could date anybody, but if we're going to be dating, we got to be striving to um, be something, right? Like, I don't, mm -hmm. at the point in my life, I don't just want to be with anybody. But... I think that's um, my take on that. I mean, I can go more, <laughs> I can go on, but I ain't going um, Okay, okay, all right. Sir Marvin, talk to the people. How do you feel about this? Have you ever dated outside your social, your level, physical, low, social, financial, no matter what it may be, how it goes? So when I think about <clears throat> dating like people that's not on my level, it's always more of a, uh, it's never a financial thing or a social thing, it's usually, a mental, emotional, spiritual type thing. Like I've, I, I've even like recently realized like I need, I have to date people who are on my level, like mentally, emotionally, because if not, it's always a disaster. It don't just end, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I've dated people who may not have like money. I've dated people who have money, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, got a certain status, you know what I'm saying? Like those things for me don't usually end in disaster. <laughs> The ones that end in disaster are the ones where we ain't on the same plane mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and we're going to constantly clash and we just don't see eye to eye because you're not on my level. You know what I'm saying? You're just not. And that that's the level that's the level I'm always thinking about. Like, is this person emotionally available at the same level I'm emotionally <laughs> available? You know what I'm saying? Because if not, this mm -hmm. ain't going to work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, Miss Chrissy, lady of the house, talk to the people. Have you ever dated on such a level of physical attraction, level of social level, of financial level when it comes to uh, your status? You? Um, yes and no. Um, I I have never dated one someone that's outside of um, who who like would match me physically. Um, but uh, spiritually and financially, yes. Um, uh, I, I was with a guy for about a decade who made more money. Um, and I think, I think that he picked me because he was superficial. Because um, I guess the way that, the way that I look. Um, but I, at the time, I was only earning about maybe a third of the income that he was earning per year. 
So um, that um, ultimately was the reason why we didn't progress. Uh, and it's not something that he even felt comfortable with talking about. Um, he just kind of like would, would make remarks out the side of his neck about it. And, uh, <laughs> and I, you know, I'm like, I'm not a bite your tongue type of person. Just say what it is. If it's, if it's, you know, if I don't make enough money for you, then go find you someone who does, or, you know, uh, stick with me enough or support me enough. So this is before I had my own business and was self-employed. So, I mean, I was working for someone else and um, he was making like three, uh, six figures a year. And, you know, it was nothing compared to my little 30, 35,000. So um, that, that was uh, uh, the only person that I've dated um, that was uh, different financially. And then I was married to someone who was different uh, spiritually and, um, and intellectually. So <clears throat> um, it, makes a, it makes a huge difference. Um, when you have someone definitely who's on the same uh, mental level as you are, emotional and spiritual level. Amen to that. <laughs> Say that okay? Yeah, they're uh, not. As, uh, people who aren't, they're not as open-minded to grow with you. There is awesome. no growth. Right. <laughs> it's it's possible. Yeah, exactly. Unevenly like yoked. Toxicity. Yeah. And I be telling people you gaslighting. I be telling people all this shit. Like, bitch, no, yes. You taking long to reply and shit like that. You talking about you busy like five times. Bitch, you got me fucked up. It is what it looked like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. It's <laughs> gaslighting. They were gaslighting. <laughs> and then ignore the ass, and then they be crying to come back. You know, exactly. A little bit, and then leave the ass. But you got me fucked up. That's why I can't be in a relationship, child, because I'm teaching these niggas how you know to to heal and be respectful. They disrespectful. Yep, period. You know, that's something period. Around them, you know, the cheat job. That's why I don't hang nobody around me. I only hang around females. I don't hang around great men, but you know, it's always drama. Oh yeah, I fuck them and stuff like that. And then yeah, these bitches around here, they be just doing all that. I don't want to be around that shit. And then it be hollering. <laughs> <laughs> but these are the problems in our community. I feel like don't don't nobody like, you know, express like like mm -hmm. if you want to like date, date somebody, right? Don't be toxic. Express how you feel. Toxicity is like not texting back for a day or, you know, you, you tell me you come over, you stand me up and stuff like that. And then I'm explaining this to you and then you make me look like I'm crazy. Exactly. I'm trying to have a conversation, but you're not strong enough to have a conversation. That's why I hang around women because women are more stronger to me. Yep. Well, I think this is another topic that we can definitely talk about on another okay. show, on another episode, <laughs> because I feel like it's very important that we talk about these things, like yeah. especially yeah. our community and uh, how, you know, online dating, and all these things have just changed the game in a whole different way. So um, I'm going to talk, uh, the powers that be is listening. Hopefully you can hear our cries in this instead of a show <laughs> that we can really uh, set this up to talk about a lot of the things that are really pertaining to our community right now. Um, so yeah, uh, question number two. We're going to get along to that because um, we are pressed for time. So Aaron, take it away. Question number two, uh, Chasing Arrows. All right. Number two, Chasing Arrows coming from NY Times. Now, California does a lot of right things, and they are looking to outlaw companies from putting the recycling symbol on products that are not actually recyclable. Now, some companies do that for marketing, 
to make consumers think that it's an environmentally friendly product. Yet, if it gets recycled, it gums up the system and gets sent to the landfill anyway. Now, opposition to this bill from California feel that it will discourage people from confidently recycling that which they do currently take the time to recycle. Now, will an early, will an early host and conspiracy theorist on Verse TV explain that if the 100 major polluting companies don't change their ways, our recycling won't matter anyway. Now, the question, how do you think this recycling bill should be implemented? And Troy will give the order. Awesome, cool. So this one for question number two is going to be starting out with Mumu first. After Mumu is going to be Chrissy. After Chrissy will be myself. And then it's going to end with Marvin. Let's do it. Mumu. Okay, so people don't recycle anyway. <laughs> I mean, only in certain areas, if you really look at it. Um, uh, I mean, I've been seeing people just throwing stuff and just throwing stuff on there. I, I don't think it's going to help. Because, you know, people, we got to get to that level first. People, we, we got to get past levels. There's levels to this. But definitely in certain areas I see where it's like recycled, you got trash, but, and then, you know, the, the hood areas and stuff like that. Recycle what? They try to find you, but I mean, at one point it was, but now, not no more. Well, I'm right. well, in some countries like Canada, they do, they do, they do find you for throwing stuff on the floor. So maybe they just start finding people like they do in Canada in real life. Um, okay, Mumu. Um, so, Chrissy, talk to the people. How do you think this recycling bill should be implemented? Um, uh, I think finding people would be uh, something that would probably help people take it more seriously. Um, I'm a huge advocate of of cons um, conservation and recycling. Um, also in more uh, and less affluent communities to actually provide recycling bins for families. You know, like I, I grew up in the projects. I've never seen a recycling bin there ever. Seriously, like I grew up in some townhouses that were like CMHA townhouses and we never had that there you know something we learned about in school but it wasn't something that um was encouraged um it wasn't encouraged in in the family to hey you need to you need to do this because it helps to you know promote better pollution you know less pollution in the air or it helps mm -hmm. to you know um conserve resources in in our nation so <clears throat> um i think that probably um could be a way to to find people um or ticket them you know just kind of or maybe even maybe even educate Every, everybody doesn't even just like you said Mumu, every, everybody doesn't recycle in the first place and um um the people that uh, I'm not, I don't think that the people that don't, aren't educated, you know, just some people just don't want to do it because they're lazy or for whatever reason. Um, okay. 
Yeah, it's just it's just not it's just like why why are you um, <laughs> making making a mess and not wanting wanting to you know dispose of it properly and um gotcha not an advocate of it yourself but you know everybody's not the same gotcha you got your little builder back there about the builder what's going on oh <laughs> that's my son <laughs> come on you get ready to build houses too um okay cool so now it's my turn so basically first and foremost shout out to california i wish i had one of those things uh gavels um for getting the fakes and the phonies get them out of here got to go that's all Get them out of here because one, just the foremost, don't lie. You lying to telling people because we're in this health conscious state is recyclable and it's not. So already you fucking it up because at the end of the day, I can't really recycle this even if I put it in my cycle bin. Two, go back to what my friends were saying. Can we get recycle bins in places that don't have them so we can know what we're doing? Because they're charging Susie over here to recycle her shit and costing her money, but these people over here recycling it all. So which one is we doing in New York City? Because I live in New York or whatever state we're in. What are we doing? Let's make it um, make it an American thing, and that's what we don't since we recycle to make it a, a, a world, a nationwide, excuse me, thing when it comes to that because it will save us from some of this uh, global warming. We got a little global warming from this not recycling. Might not be true, but that's how I feel. That's my personal opinion. But I feel like the more people recycle, and it, and not just saying them not knowing to recycle, like you guys said, but having access to recycle. Put that in the bill. Stamp that in there. <laughs> Give them access to be able to recycle so that we can be all in one accord to make a better world, a better America for Americans in America. Start with us. I, you know, we can't tell people to do in their country, that's they lost. But here, we can say, let's do this together as a nation. Let's do it. So uh, that's my two cents. Uh, Marvin, you're gonna close this question out. How do you think this recycling bill should be implemented? Well, first I agree with everything everybody said, all facts. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, first of all, in the false advertisement is wrong. That's that's dead wrong. It's contradictory to recycling. Like, okay, recycle, but then we mess up the systems that are put in place to help us recycle by lying. Like, that only makes sense. But um, yeah, I think I, uh, the environment is important. And, like, taking care of our planet is important. Like, I know it's kind of like for us, like a third party thought, but it should be like a first mind type thing. You know what I'm saying? Because this is our home. This is where we live. So we got to be conscious of that. Like neighborhoods got to be more proactive. Um, housing, like like uh, Christine was saying, like in certain areas. Oh no, uh, I think Mumu was saying that in certain areas people recycle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, in certain nice neighborhoods, HOAs and stuff like that, you will get fined for not having your recycle bins out there and for not using it. So other, you know, housing authorities and other neighborhoods and the projects, all these places that require housing paperwork, it needs to be implemented. Like okay, put the bins there. And if you don't do it, you will get fined. That's the only way people, you can get somebody's attention. Like you gotta find them. How you think people park right? Cause if you don't park, you're supposed to park, you're gonna get a ticket. Don't nobody want that ticket. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta make right. people pay. And if it, if people gotta pay in order for us to save our planet a little bit, you know, by doing our part time after time, little bit by little bit, then we gotta do that. Booyah, all right. So love you are tuning in live right now. You know what time it is. It's time for us to switch from live to our uh, podcast, YouTube, because what's most of our that's what most of our show is. It's a talk show. So um, be sure to go ahead over right now to our adversity. Follow us if you ain't following us and share with somebody else. Um, but we're gonna get to talk about our main topic and then we'll switch out. Main topic now is gonna be uh, Einstein said. Aaron, let's do it. Yes, the homos Einstein said.
And this is coming from Uncle Hayden. Now, this is a quote and it says, women marry men hoping they will change. Men marry women hoping they will not change. Now, inevitably, both will be disappointed. And that's a quote from Albert Einstein. And the question, have you ever had such hopes in a romantic relationship of yours? And how might this quote connect to a homosexual love connection? And why are such hopes bad or good? Hey guys, welcome to Hashtag First TV. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Marvin, also known as Chef Starving Marvin. What's up? It's Chrissy from Cleveland, Ohio. Hey, this is Mumu from Philadelphia. Verse TV. Okay, yeah, celebration. On Verse TV, week 124.